0: Okay, so we're talking about our mind today and, um, you know, I truly believe that our thoughts are the loudest voice in our world. Your thoughts are the loudest voice in your world. You know, we're influenced, our thinking patterns are influenced by many, many, many outside influences but what goes on in your mind, it is the loudest voice in your world you know, too often the soundtrack of our minds, and I've called this soundtrack this morning, the soundtrack of our minds determines the soundtrack of our lives. What is played over and over and over and over in our minds starts to play out in our lives. It starts to scene what we think the adage, the things of our heart. And that's why I, I said to Pastor Tim, I'm like, oh, it's all right if I preach two weeks in a row. <laughs> I really am so passionate about the heart and the mind. Because I think they're so connected as well, you know, that what's going on in our heart will affect our mind, which affects what plays out in our life. If what we think is wrong, then our lives are shaped by the lies that we sorry, our lives are shaped by the lies we believe. You know, lies can be placed in our mind by Satan, the father of lies. It says that in John 8, 44. Um, by others, lies can be placed in our mind by other people, by what they say over us, by words they speak to us. Lies can be planted in our minds. Also, by our own perceptions, just our our past circumstances can cause us to view life through a certain lens And it gives us a certain perception on life and that can actually place lies in our minds and and can plant lies in our minds. And what happens is when those thoughts are planted there and when those lies are planted there, if we start to allow them to play over and over and over and over again, it becomes the soundtrack. It becomes what we believe and then we act out of our belief and our thought. You know, the good news is there can be a louder voice. And, you know, I want to say today the louder voice should be your mouth speaking and declaring the Word of God. Because let me tell you, when you say the Word of God out loud, when you declare the Scripture, when you pray the Scripture, your mind has to stop and listen. All right? When, when I'm speaking out loud, my mind, yes, there's stuff going on in the subconscious mind, but my mind is listening to what's coming out of my mouth. So, if out of your mouth is flowing the Word of God, the truth of God, the sword of the Spirit, your mind has to stop and start paying attention. The Word has creative power. It is alive and active and sharper than any two-edged sword, Hebrews 4.12. The Word of God, it is alive, it is active. This Bible, the Word, is not an old book that was written many years ago that has lost its power. It is alive, it is the Word of God, it is active, it is living right now and it is sharper than any two-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. You know, I was reading a commentary and it said the soul and the spirit are invisible and the joints and marrow are covered and hid. But so sharp and quick-sighted and so penetrating is the divine word that it reaches the most secret and hidden things of men. It judges the thoughts and the attitude of the heart. This word of God, the scripture, the word... It judges our thoughts and it says, "Uh uh-uh, that thought is wrong because it does not line up with the Word of God. It judges our attitudes, the attitudes that we develop in our life and in our heart because of our thinking patterns. The Word of God judges those attitudes and says, no, 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 that attitude is incorrect it does not line up with scripture when we read the word of God we cannot help but be transformed it has the transforming power within it you know just so that you know people can't accuse me of just being all about Jesus (laughs) and all about the word that's all you preach about Jodie the word I mean it's probably a good thing but I thought i would just put some practical elements in you know Practically speaking, I'm such a practical girl. Practically speaking, to master our minds, right? To to get on top of our world, to master our minds. I was thinking that perhaps um, less time in front of our screens could be an effective way to master our mind and to, you know, calm our minds and release our minds. So, you know, less time in front of our screens, less time on our phones, less time on social media, comparing, judging, perceiving things a certain way, thinking certain things because of what we've seen as we've scrolled through or read certain things. More time out in the fresh air. There's a practical tip to help your mind. Get out into the fresh air, people. Do some gardening like me and Tim did yesterday. (laughs) Pulling out those weeds, it was good for my mind. Um, Spend time playing. Like, what do you love? Do something that you love. Play, play, have fun, laugh. You know, this week, (laughs) it was a little bit sad because I read something that my sister had sent through and it was really funny and Tim cracked up laughing and I said, to him, oh, good to hear you laugh. We both were like, oh, I feel like we haven't laughed much lately, have we? And it just reminded us that we need to laugh. We need to have fun. We need to play. It's good for your mind. Spending time with loved ones without a phone in front of our face. I've noticed that Miss Frankie has started doing the whole, mum, mum, mum. <laughs> if I have my phone, I'm like, wow, she's onto me already. Yeah. You know, the world is all about self-care more time for me, and you know what don 't get me wrong, I believe in looking after self and in having time out. I believe it 's important. However, when I read the Word of God, jesus didn 't say a lot about self care. what he did was he did the will of the Father and he withdrew and he spent time with the Father, and Jesus said that he had bread that the disciples did not know of. he had self care and and stuff for himself, and time for him, you know what that time was? It was time with the Father, and it was doing the Father's will, and that was what energized him, that was what fed him, that was what he lived off of, and I think if it was good enough for Jesus, it's good enough for us, you know, um, what is, how do we know what the will of God is? It it's says in Romans 12 too, about renewing our minds, and then we will know the good and perfect will of the Father doing his will, kindness to others, loving on others, praying for your four people that God's put on your heart, you know, doing kind, kind deeds and praying for people and, and being the hands and feet of Jesus. All of these things will help your mind. When we focus on others, it actually helps our minds. It helps us. I often tell people one of the best ways to deal with anxiety or, you know, worry and stress is to actually go out and do something for someone else, you know, and to just love somebody else. It helps us. Matthew eleven twenty eight 28 to 30. I haven't got this one in there, Benjamin. Um, it, Jesus says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened. Is your mind burdened? Is your mind weary? Come to him. It says he will give you rest and that his yoke is easy. What is the yoke he's talking about? He talks about in those days, the oxen, they had that yoke upon them, the heavy yoke, and it's what they used to pull along the cart behind them, right? And Jesus talks about the fact that his yoke is easy and light. There's a verse in Isaiah that talks about, um, you know, us Pentecostals love to, Quote it that the anointing breaks the yoke, but it's actually um, misquoted in that what that verse is actually saying is that the fatter you get, the yoke actually breaks off you. And the translation is actually saying the fatter you get on Jesus, the fatter you get on the word of God, the fatter you get in the presence of God, that yoke, the stress, the worry, it breaks off of you. I'm telling you, church, if you are a person who will live in the presence of God and read His word and, and spend time with him and spend time seeking with him, seeking Him and spend time just, you know praying and, and reading His word. The yoke breaks off. The stress breaks off. the worries break off. There's power in his word. So, soul rest is important. Do what your soul loves but it's never going to trump the Word of God and the Holy Spirit. So, back to that. Okay, (laughs) 2 Corinthians 10, 3-4 to in the New Living, it says, We are human, but we don't wage war as humans do. We use God's mighty weapons, not worldly weapons, to knock down the strongholds of human reasoning and to destroy false arguments. Let's have a look at that. We use God's mighty weapons to knock down the strongholds of human reasoning. What is human reasoning? Human reasoning are all those thoughts that fly through our mind where we're trying to work it out ourselves and we're trying to, you know, make sense of life ourselves. How How do we deal with the thoughts in our mind? Through God's mighty weapons, not worldly weapons. Through his mighty weapons, the word of God, praying the word, declaring the word, In the NIV, um, verse 4 to 5, it says, The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. That is the key. Unfortunately, we often don't live that way. Unfortunately, what we do is we let the thoughts just fly through our minds and we often don't stop and take them captive. We often don't stop and think about, what am I thinking about? What is going through my mind? How am I actually thinking about that situation? Wow, my thinking patterns are so bad. (laughs) Like, have you ever actually stopped and thought about what you're thinking about and thought about your thinking patterns? Because I think when we do that, we actually can then go, no, wait, that's wrong. That's incorrect thinking. That, that does not line up with the Word of God. I'm going to start to demolish those strongholds in my mind through the Word of God. You know, for some, it, like, you know, there, there is a stronghold of depression, It's a spirit of depression. It's not of God. There is a stronghold of anxiety that comes upon people. There can be a stronghold of worry. There can be a stronghold of fear that comes upon you. And I understand these are very real things happening in our minds and in our hearts. But the Word of God says that we have divine power to demolish those strongholds. Jesus came to set us free. His work on the cross means that those strongholds can be broken. Those demons need to flee and you do not need to live under the stronghold and the burden of depression or anxiety or fear or worry or stress anymore. And I know that there's all the chemical stuff and I totally believe in medication and in doctors and in all that sort of thing. But sometimes I think that we try too hard to medicate a demon. We try too hard and we look at these situations from a natural perspective when actually God is saying, no, wait, you have the divine power to demolish these strongholds. Demons need to flee. Take your thoughts and make them obedient to Christ and what he says in his words. Romans 12.2, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. In the message, it says, don't become so well adjusted to your culture What is our culture? Our culture is stress. Our culture is worry. Our culture is busy, 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 busy. Our culture is like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Don't become so well adjusted to your culture, the Bible says, that you fit into it without even thinking. But we do, don't we? And like I'm preaching to myself, people, you know? We we fit into the way of the world when God is like, there's a better way. My way is a better way. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. Readily recognize what he wants from you and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to its level of immaturity, God brings out the best of you, develops well-formed maturity in you. In the NLT, it says, Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, But let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. I like that. Let God transform you by changing the way you think. Which tells me that our thinking has a lot to do with who we are. And God knew that. And God says, I can transform the way you think as you meditate on his word, as you read his word, your thinking patterns will start to be um, advised and then influenced and then become what the word of God says, which has power and life. You know, that I looked up renewing our minds in the Cambridge Dictionary. Renewing, it says to increase the life of or replace something old. So, If we are not to conform to the pattern of the world, but we're to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. So renewing our mind is increasing the life of our mind or replacing something old in our mind. Replacing old thinking, old patterns of thinking, old ways of doing things. God wants to renew it, replace it with something new and put new life Inside of it. The original Greek word means a renewal, a renovation, a complete change for the better. God wants to renew our minds, a renewal of our thinking, a renovation of our thinking. So let's have a think about renovations. They're not instant, are they? They take time, they get messy. It can be really annoying living in your house if there's a renovation going on. But you know what? It's worth it in the end because how good does it look when it's all done? Same goes in our thinking. It can be messy when God's doing a renovation. (laughs) It can be annoying having to live in your body with your mind that's being renovated. It can be hard work. It can take a lot of time sometimes. But how good is it? Once those thoughts have been renovated, once that change has happened and you're like, I used to think like this, but now, now I'm changed. A complete change for the better. So I want to encourage us, church, myself included, let's search the scriptures. Let's meditate on them. What does meditating on a scripture look like? It's like finding a scripture in the morning, maybe writing it out, putting it in your phone and then all through the day just thinking about that scripture. Just one, just go easy on yourself. (laughs) Don't try and memorize a passage at once. (laughs) Just one verse, one scripture and meditate on it. Pull it out throughout the day. Pray it out loud on your lunch break. Go for a little walk and, and speak it out loud. Meditate on it, get it inside of you, memorise it, maybe a memory verse a week, you know, start to memorise what the scripture says and declare it out loud, say the scripture out loud. Yes, it is powerful and the scripture is transforming and it is alive and it is active, the most powerful thing is it when it comes out of your mouth, when it comes out of your mouth, so declare the word out loud. Pray the scripture over your life and over your circumstances. If you're facing certain things or you know that there's a thinking pattern that needs to be shifted, start to pray that word, start to pray that scripture, declare it out loud, speak it out over your situation, over your mind. When your mind is going wild and you can't stop thinking about certain things, stop, bring those thoughts captive, write them out on paper and then declare the word of God. Bring the word to it. You know, if you're struggling to know what scriptures, listen to this podcast again. I'm giving you lots, lots of scriptures. So write down the scriptures and meditate on one a day this week. You know, you will find that it helps and it has power and it starts to do a transforming work. That verse in Romans twelve two in the Passion Translation, it says, be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation of how you think. So point one is the Word of God. How do we manage our mind? How do we get on top of our mind? We, we read the Word and we declare the Word. We meditate on the Word and we, we, um, we memorise it and we get it into us and we speak it out. Point two is the Holy Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit It is only his transforming power that that can help. You know, Paul quotes Isaiah 40, 13. He says, who has understood the mind of the Lord? But then he goes on to say in 1 Corinthians 2, 16, he says, but we have the mind of Christ. So Paul is saying, who can understand the mind of the Lord? Ah, but we have the mind of Christ. I love that. He's like, you know. Who could understand the mind of of the Lord? But wait, we, we have the mind of Christ. Through the Holy Spirit, through the Holy Spirit's power because he illuminates the Word of God and he illuminates the heart and the mind of God to us. We need the Holy Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit in our lives every single day, illuminating the Word, illuminating what the Word says. Sometimes we try and understand the Word of God in our own human thinking, but actually the Holy Spirit wants to illuminate it to us and teach us the truth of the Word. And He illuminates the heart and the mind of God to us so that we can have the mind of Christ. Having the mind of Christ means we look at life from our Saviour's point of view, we have His values and His desires in mind. It means to think God's thoughts and not think as the world thinks. It's a shared perspective of humility, compassion and dependence on God. You know, the Holy Spirit wants to continue to show us every day what's in our heart. Because like I said, the heart out of the heart, Proverbs 4.23, out of the heart flow the issues of life. Everything starts in the heart and so every day the Holy Spirit wants to illuminate to us what's going on in your heart. If we want a healthy mind, we have to start with a healthy heart because the heart is where the roots are, all right? The roots of what's going on in our heart will determine the fruit of our thinking and our mindsets and our our thought patterns. So, we've got to get a healthy heart the roots and the weeds you know yesterday as we're doing a little bit of spot of gardening. Um, I laugh because we 're not really gardeners, but anyway <laughs> um, but we have this little garden bed that we 've got these veggies and stuff, and we decided yesterday we 'd like you know dig it all up and plant some new things and and Tim was like you know um, getting into one of the garden beds and pulling out some of the mint, and as he did like the the mint the roots of that thing were throughout that entire garden bed. Has anyone ever grown mint like it takes over the world, and like like he 's pulling this stuff out. I was like look at that. I'm like, I needed that for my message last week but I'm like, I'm going to put it in this week. <laughs> but it just, I just, it was this illustration of how the roots underground had spread so far throughout that entire garden bed and I thought, man, it's just like the roots in our lives. Our, the the issues of our heart and the, the thinking in our mind, like it spreads out throughout our whole life and if we're not careful, it can take over and strangle everything else. So we need to watch what are the roots what's happening under the surface in my heart what's happening um, behind the scenes in my mind what are the roots what are what weeds are growing what roots are starting to to take over and strangle other things that are in there You know, some of our thinking patterns are due to unhealthy roots in our heart. Sometimes we might think, I've got an issue with fear. I'm so fearful in my mind all the time. But the root could actually be some kind of trauma or something that happened to us in the past or or something that we've opened our lives up to, like even just sometimes some of the stuff that we watch or the, you know, it can be occult stuff and and sometimes things like that can start to put a root in our heart that causes unhealthy thinking in our mind. So we need to go, okay, Holy Spirit, I've got this thinking pattern or I've got this this way of thinking that is constantly there. Show me what's the root here? What's happening here? What do I need to deal with here? What do you want to do? Because he is so interested in our transformation, in us becoming more and more like Jesus every day. And you know I want us to make this church the safest place to get healed and to get whole. I you know every Thursday when we gather as a bunch of women for our um women's prayer connect We pray and we say, Lord, let teach us how to welcome in the broken. Teach us how to welcome in the lost. Teach us how to welcome them in and to show them that they are safe here and they can get healed here and they can get whole here. But you know what? Same goes for you because the truth is we're all broken. The truth is we're all lost without Jesus. The truth is we all need healing. And sometimes God works in in stages. Sometimes he does a healing work 20 years ago, but then he wants to do a new thing today and so I think I want us to make this place so safe for people to be able to say yep you know what I need healing I need to change a thinking pattern I need to I need to change away something that's going on inside of me and so I'm going to come forward for prayer and we go yes good on you that's awesome so proud of you let's make this a safe place for healing a safe place to respond Romans 8 1 to 17 Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Some of you need to stop condemning yourselves because there is no condemnation coming from Jesus. So why are you condemning yourself? It's time to stop. It's a thinking pattern that needs to be broken. There is no condemnation in Christ Jesus because through Christ Jesus, the law of the spirit of life set me free from the law of sin and death. The spirit of life has set us free from the law of sin and death. For what the law was powerless to do in that it was weakened by the sinful nature, God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful man to be a sin offering. We cannot do it on our own. We cannot get free. We cannot get healed. We cannot be transformed on our own. It is only through the spirit of God. We can try everything we want to bring the law into it and to bring the the religious rules, what the word says. Let me tell you, the power lies in the spirit of life the spirit of life. And you know, I declare life into this place. Life into this place. I declare joy over this place and freedom into this house. That this would be a place where we are not bound by religious thinking. Where we are not bound by rules and regulations and and the law. The law is important. And it is not that we go and we say, oh well, I'm under the spirit now so I can do whatever I want. Grace was costly. Grace cost Jesus something. And so because because of that, we respect that and we say, you know what, Jesus, I will live for you and I will lay down my life for you, but I don't want us to be living by the law and by, by rules and religion. Jesus came to get rid of religion. He kicked it out the door and he says, the spirit of life is here, so be free. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty, <laughs> liberty, liberty in this house liberty in this house. Whew. Thank you, Phil. In, okay, so the son came and he condemned sin in sinful man in order that the righteous requirements of the law might be fully met in us. See, that's the thing. The law, the religious requirements, the, the law has already been fulfilled through Jesus. We don't have to try and fulfill the law. Jesus has fulfilled it. Those who live according to the sinful nature have set their minds on what the nature de- sinful nature desires. But those who live in accordance with the spirit have their minds set on what the spirit desires. This morning I want to ask you, what is your mindset? What is your mindset? Is your mindset on the spirit or is your mindset on flesh, human desires? A mindset is a person's way of thinking and their opinions. Our mindset. When I was preparing this, I felt God say, I want to challenge some people's mindset this morning. Because the word says, those who live according to the sinful nature to the flesh have their minds set on what what nature desires, what flesh desires. But those who live in accordance with the spirit have their minds set on what the spirit desires living by the Spirit. The mind of sinful man is death, but the mind controlled by the Spirit is life and peace. We wonder why we live in a generation that is so bogged down with anxiety, depression, fear, worry, stress. You know what the Word promises? If you live by the Spirit, life and peace. You want peace? Live in the Spirit. Live a life controlled by the Holy Spirit. Allow the Holy Spirit to be over your thinking every single day. Sinful man, thoughts run wild. Spirit man, submitted to the Word. Are we living a life where our thoughts run wild, where we let them go crazy, where we think whatever we want, where we're just living in old thinking patterns? Or are we living a life in the Spirit, through the Spirit, that is submitted to the Word of God and what He says? You are not controlled by the sinful nature of the Spirit. If the Spirit of God lives in you, if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he does not belong to Christ. But if Christ is in you, your body is dead because of sin, and yet your spirit is alive because of righteousness. And if the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal through His Spirit who lives in you. I don't care how dead your body feels or how, how struggling your mind feels. I tell you what, the Spirit of God can give life to your mortal body. The Spirit of God can give life to your mind. Life and peace and joy unspeakable in Jesus' mighty name. So, it is going to take work. We're going to pray We're going to close the service because it is almost 11.30. But this morning, if you want prayer, like I said, don't be ashamed. Don't feel like this is not a place where you can respond. This morning, maybe you're sitting there and your mindset is wrong. Your mind is set on other things. Your opinions are a little bit too opinionated. There's a little bit too much of me in my opinion and perhaps I need a little bit more of Jesus in my opinion. Or this morning, perhaps you're struggling with depression or with fear or with anxiety or, or with worry or with stress. This morning, maybe there's something, there's lies in your mind and you want them broken this morning. Don't hold back. Don't rush out the door. I mean, if you have to go, then go. But this morning, let's take a moment You know, when did we become these people that are like, what, 11.30, best be off. You know, like, let's take time in the presence of God. Thank you, Charlotte. (laughs) Let's take time. Because it does, a renovation, it takes time. And so this morning, maybe today, you just need to repent. You know, I know there's often days where I'm like, yeah, God, I just need to come before you and repent. My thinking is so wrong in this situation. I need to line up with the Word of God again. I need to surrender to what His Word says. And here's the thing. We can pray with you and we will pray with you and we're going to believe for breakthrough this morning. But then for every single person here, there's homework because this takes work. It takes discipline. It is a daily discipline to live in the Word, to live in the Spirit. Life in the Spirit, it's a daily discipline. And so this morning, why don't we stand? Father, I thank You that we can have the mind of Christ. I thank You, Jesus, that we do not have to live with minds that are in turmoil, with minds that are stressed and weighed down and burdened. But this morning we can live, Lord, renewing our minds, a renewal, a renovation, a transformation of our thinking. Lord, with mindsets that maybe have been about how busy we are and how much we have to get done. But today, Lord, we're going to bring those mindsets under submission to the Word. And we're going to say, Jesus, I want my mind to be focused on You. I want my thoughts to be focused on You. I bring every thought captive to Jesus. This morning, God, if there is religious thinking here, I pray You would break it in Jesus' Name. Lord, that we would not have religious thinking. Lord Jesus, that we would not be people who are party people and and having fun out in the, in the football, having fun out in, in the world, and then we come into this church, and all of a sudden we're religious and we're holy. But God, we would be people who understand that there is freedom in Jesus Christ, there is freedom in the Word of God, there is freedom. In the Spirit of God, and this morning, Jesus, we break religious thinking in Jesus' mighty name. Lord, we declare that freedom would be on this house, joy would be upon this house in Jesus' name. Lord, I pray, change our thinking patterns, change our minds, God. Transform us, Jesus, to be more like You. And I thank You, Father, that today depression needs to go. Anxiety needs to go, worry needs to go, stress and fear need to go in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord, examine our hearts, examine our minds and show us if there is anything that offends you. Lord, today may we have open hearts and respond in Jesus' name.